All right, we're going to be in John chapter 6, and then we're going to go over to kind of keep it marked, and we're going to go over to John chapter 11 just a little bit later. And so uh, we're going to start in chapter 6, though. So let's stand and uh, read together this morning. We're going to read together first here out of Psalms. Let's read together. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Praise be to you, Lord. Teach me your decrees. With my lips, I recount all the laws that come from your mouth. I rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. We're going to begin reading here with verse 1, chapter 6. This is really familiar. Uh, Probably already preached about this once this year, but I'm going to just talk just a little bit about being thankful. Sometime after this, Jesus crossed the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, and a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the miraculous signs he had performed on the sick. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover feast was near. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, Eight months' wages would not buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up, Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will that go among so many? Jesus said, Have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and the men sat down, about 5,000 of them. And then... Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they had all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, Gather the pieces that are left over, let nothing be wasted. But they get so they gathered the pieces, so they gathered them, and filled twelve baskets with the pieces of five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. Let's pray. Father, uh, to pray today that you would use this familiar scripture one more time to help us to get things in order when we expect you to work, Father. And so, Father, today I pray that you would just speak to our hearts, help us to see things as they really are and clear. And, Father, help us to be thankful people. Help us to operate in thanksgiving. And, Father, just speak through your word today. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Every Thanksgiving, pastor has to speak about thanksgiving and so every thanksgiving you know you know what you're going to talk about but you want to try to kind of make it new and interesting and so it's always it's always a challenge and i'm not terribly creative anyway Uh, my wife's the kind of the creative one and and so i was trying to think what do i do and so i just started looking through the word and i found two places this morning where it said that jesus gave thanks and so I just wanted to say, wanted to see what is it that happens when Jesus gives thanks. And so it seemed like this would be a good place to start this week. And we want to stop and see what did Jesus do and then how do we need to do it. So Jesus, who was God's son, and we believe that he was the God man. We believe he was all God. We believe he was all man. And we don't understand how that works, but we still believe it. And we also believe that when Jesus does something, we think it's important and we think he was an example to us. And so we might ought to take note 
and listen and learn. What can I learn from what I see Jesus doing? And so as we're here, we're at the feeding of the 5,000. And we see here in verse 11 that Jesus stops and he gives thanks. So if we've already decided that if Jesus does something, it's worth taking note of. And it's probably something we ought to look at and see, is this something that I need to be doing in my own life? And so he stops and gives thanks. And so I started to think, what would he be thankful for in this situation? What could he possibly be thankful for? And so I I just started writing down a couple of things that I saw. and, And I think he was thankful that he had anything to work with that day. I think he was excited that he had some person who said, I'm going to give what I have to sustain somebody else. And I preach about this when we talk about fasting. This is one of my favorite scriptures to go to because this little boy fasted that day. He said, I'm going to give what was going to be used to keep me alive today, what was going to be my meal for the day, and I'm going to give it so that somebody else can eat. And that's what true fasting is. And so I think that Jesus was very thankful for what he had. But I want us to think about what did he have? He said he had five barley loaves, and I imagine it was not probably bread that had just come fresh out of the oven. It was probably the bread that they ate all the time, and it was probably hard, and said that he had two fish. And I don't know about you, but it was probably dried fish. And I don't know if you've ever ate dried fish, but I've never been that hungry, and so I never have had to. But I don't think that we, that was what they had, and the truth is they probably ate that a lot. Now, I am a fan of fried fish. And if Jesus would have, if it would have said a man had two barley loaves and two fresh suckers right out of the grease, now this would have been something good. It wouldn't even have been, wouldn't even have been warm for uh, something like Alice Dill. She likes cold fish. She'll eat cold fish. And I don't, I don't really particularly like cold fish, but, but think of this wasn't even just cold fish. This was dried fish. And uh, Cindy and I have been uh, on this, we've been eating a little bit different, so I don't eat fried fish anymore. And so I've tried grilled fish. That's just not right. It's just, but I am so, I'm so, I have so few, I mean, after you eat pork chops and bacon and and baked chicken and and just meat for a while you want something a little bit different so the other day i went to i was at the cracker barrel and it had grilled catfish somebody should go to jail for that (laughs) it's just it's just not right and and i was just so hungry for something different and i and i ate it all because i was hungry but grilled catfish is, it should be, there should be a law against that. But this, it doesn't even have grilled catfish. This is like dried fish. And, 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 the, and Jesus, you know, that kid had not just gone to Subway with a foot long sandwich. He hadn't been at the Taco Bell or anything like that. There just wasn't much choices. And, and even though that he didn't have much choices, Jesus was glad for what he had. And we're not always thankful for what we have, are we? We like to have lots of choices. And I don't know about you, but when my family are, are I'm telling you what, try this one. We took all, I took all them ladies down to Nashville. Where do you want to eat? Blah! 
God, you know, I mean, it was like, well, you know, and then, and then, you know, you get your kids and they, where do you want to eat? And there's like 5,000 different places and, and let, where we, you know, and I was just like, you know, wherever, you know, and, and people say, well, you know, I've heard, I've heard people say this before, you know, I'm just not in the mood for that. I tell you what, if I'm awake, I'm in the mood for whatever it is. I mean, I've never been in the mood for food. I mean, I'm telling you, I am in the mood for food. No matter what it is, I'm in the mood for it. Okay, but somehow I'm just not in the mood for that. You know, and Jesus didn't look at that five loaves. He goes, you know, I'm really not in the mood to feed everybody with this. Because people might not like this. You know, that's, they were thankful. They were thankful for what they had. He was, he was uh, and I think sometimes... Because we have so many choices, we become less thankful for what we have. I was listening to a a preacher this week, uh, one evening as I was driving my truck, and he said, the first time you see a sunset, you you notice all the colors, and you say, this is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life. And he said, after the thousandth sunset, it's just the sun going down. And we have to be careful because God has so lavishly blessed us that sometimes just because of his lavishness, we become unthankful. And, and Jesus was thankful for something very simple that day. We need to be thankful for the simple things. I think Jesus was thankful that there was one person there who was willing and faithful enough to give what he had. I think he was thankful for a little boy, and we've preached about this a lot, but this kid was a, he was a, he was ready to fast his meal for somebody else. And, uh, now he got it back, but when he gave it, he didn't know if he's going to get anything back or not. He's given it and he just, he just given it with no, no, uh, strings attached. And, and Jesus gave thanks that there was someone that was faithful enough to give. Not just for the gift. I think Jesus was more thankful for that little boy's faithfulness. Jesus is thankful when people have enough faith to trust and to give. We need to be thankful for all that God has given us. And we're thankful when we are generous. Generosity is a sign of being thankful. And I'm not talking about giving in church. I mean, that's part of it. But I'm just talking about being a generous person. Generosity is a, is a sign of being thankfulness and people who are generous. You ever notice generous people? They are the happiest people in the world. You know why? Cause they don't hang on to anything. They're just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I help. Yeah. I, yeah. What if it's, yeah, I'll help you if you need it. Yes, I'll get it. I'll get it there for you. That's it's uh, yeah. I'll, those are the happiest people in the world. You know who are the most miserable people in the world? Well, how much is that going to cost me? Man, you know, you ever watch Scrooge? Man, Scrooge, he was, he was miserable. He had everything and it's getting Scrooge time. And so you, we always watch that. And I would encourage you to watch Scrooge. I mean, he hangs on and he's miserable. When does he becomes happy? Oh, that was this week at the kids. We watched it with the kids. Where was that? Oh, he's not here. That, yeah, these kids, these kids were in it. She was, what's his name? Fezziwig. Fezziwig. Yeah. Fezziwig's wife right there. That guy, he was generous. And they were all happy, all right? But, but old Scrooge, he was just, 
you know. And so we watched them kids, and it was wonderful, and that's a wonderful story. That's a wonderful lot. No, that's a whole different story. But anyway, uh, but being generous helps us to be uh, thankful. And Jesus is thankful for a generous giver. And I thank God, I thank, I thank, I thank and thank, I think that Jesus, when he is being, he says that he gave thanks, I think he gave thanks for a little boy who had some faith. How does Jesus talk about you? Does Jesus give thanks for the way that you give, to give your time, the way you give to your family, the way you give to others, the way you handle your money? Does Jesus give thanks? Wouldn't it be nice if when Jesus is talking to God and the word says that Jesus intercedes for us, wouldn't it be nice? How, does, how do you think he speaks about you? I think this little boy that day, he was like, God, I thank you for Tommy today. I thank you for, or whatever his name was. I don't know what his name was. But God, I thank you for Tommy today. That was all he had to eat. And I thank you so much for his faithfulness and thank you that he was generous today. God, thank you for Tommy. Is God thankful for you? Is God thankful in the way that you give? In the way that you give to others? In the way that you give to your family? In the way that you uh, go through life? I, I, I pray, I pray that God is thankful for us. And that I, I, just, I hope that Jesus prays for me that way. Wouldn't that be great if he did? Wouldn't it be great if God said, if Jesus said, God, thank you for, and put your name in there. Thank you for their generosity. Thank you for their willingness to give. Thank you for their willingness to be part of the church. They give their time, they give their efforts and things like that. Thank you. So I think that that was a wonderful place. And so this is one time when Jesus gave thanks. The second place is, if you'll go over to chapter 11... And this is when uh, Lazarus is being raised. And if you go to chapter 11, verse 33, he's going to put it up there on it. Verse 34. Where have you laid him, he asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not he have opened the eyes of the blind man? Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take, entrance, take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor, for he has been there four days. Then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believed you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I know that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing around that they may believe that you sent me. And then Lazarus comes up out of the grave. Okay? I thank you that you heard me. We all know this story here, and Lazarus has died, and Jesus could have, he knew about it in time. He could have got there a little bit earlier, but he doesn't. And if you know the rest of the story, he says, I'm not going to go because I want people to see. I'm glad I'm not going because people are going to see who God is in this. And then you always have these wonderful people. And I love this scripture here. And it says, could, could the one who, not, who opened the eyes of the blind not got here in time to save this guy? Aren't you always glad to have those people around? 
I don't think Jesus was thankful for them. There's always somebody there that says, well, you should have got here sooner. Or you should have been doing this different. Or you should have, if you were really God, you could have done this and, you know, that. And you always have those people around. Oh, there's always someone to point out what he had done, what they thought was wrong. There's always those kind of people. Have you ever been around those kinds of people? Most of you will probably be around those kinds of people this week because they're coming to your house for Thanksgiving. There's always somebody at Thanksgiving, and, and, you know, and, you all, and you all know who you are, and you all know who they are. And you have somebody that, from your family or something like that that comes in, and everything will be going good, and then they'll say something that they shouldn't have said, or they'll say something about you or, or whatever. And there's always those people, and it would be better if they would just be quiet. Uh, they should have been praying instead of complaining. A couple of weeks ago, I, I talked about myself that way. I, I, I've complained a lot, and, and now I need to be praying a lot about our government. So, so don't be those people. And so Jesus, think about Jesus. He's hearing all this negativity. That's what he's hearing. And does that sound like the world around you? You hear a lot of people, just a bunch of negative. Why'd you do it that way? Why are you doing this way? Why, 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 why? You know, no matter what you do, somebody's always, you know, people are always m- misunderstanding you and hurting you. And Jesus has tried to tell them, Lazarus is going to be okay. And they're all like, well, you should have come days ago. If that's the way it was going to be, you should have come a long time ago. Why did you not do it this way, Jesus? And he's feeling all this negativity. And I think Jesus is just, heard all that and I just love what he says here God I'm so glad you hear me I'm so glad you hear me and you always hear me all these people around me they don't understand me they don't get me I'm trying to get them to get me and they don't understand and I tell them how it is and they always tell me I'm doing it wrong but God I'm so glad that you hear me I'm so glad that you understand me. I'm so glad that you speak to me than that you hear me. And sometimes, isn't it nice to know that when when everybody else just doesn't seem to get you, that God hears you? What a wonderful prayer. I love this prayer. Jesus is in the midst of ministry. He has come to show the world who God is and people are not getting it. He's just like, God, I'm just glad you hear me. I'm glad you're there, God. These folks, they're not getting it, but I'm glad you're there. You ever had a moment like that? When everybody around you, you're like, they're, God, I'm just glad you're there. You ever cry out to God like that? You don't even know what to say. You're just like, oh, God. Oh, God, I'm just thankful you're there. And I think this is where Jesus is. I'm just glad you hear me. I'm glad that you speak to me. I'm glad that I know that you and me are right. And that is enough. I'm going to tell you what, folks. You walk this road long enough, and there are going to be some days, and that is all you have. It's going to feel like there's nobody that gets you. There's nobody around you. There's nobody that understands what's going on. But we, as the followers of Jesus Christ, have this wonderful thing that says, God, I'm just glad you hear me. It doesn't mean anything's going to change doesn't mean anything's going to get better but god i'm just glad you hear me i'm glad you're there and i think we've probably all had days where we're just like god i'm just glad you hear me and are you thankful that god hears you and so as i was looking at these two places where god gave thanks they're followed by two of the biggest miracles in the new testament 
These, I mean, these are the miracles that people talk about. You know, you can talk about people that don't even know the Bible will talk about when God fed the 5,000. Now they might get their number wrong. They go, God fed, fed like 6,000 with uh, 10 Big Macs and a side order of fries. You know, they don't, they don't know what happened, but they know something happened. You know, they don't, you know, you talk to people about Bible stories anymore and they don't understand anything about it, but they know at one time there was a guy named Jesus back years ago and he fed a bunch of people with not very much stuff. And you talk about, you know, bringing Lazarus out of the dead. They may not know his name and they may not know how long he'd been dead, but they know that some guy back in the New Testament 2,000 years ago, there's a guy that came up out of the ground and they, you know, they may have thought his name was Lawrence or something else, but they talk about Lazarus. And these are two of the biggest miracles that ever happened. And I got to reading this and thinking about this. And Jesus did not pray for the miracle. Jesus didn't pray for the miracle. Jesus just gave thanks. And then the miracle happened. I got to reading this. Jesus does not say, oh God, thank you for this day. And now I pray that you would help me break this bread. I pray that you would take this bread and divide it. And that's how we pray, isn't it? God, take this and break it and divide it and make it enough for 5,000 people, Lord, plus women and children. He doesn't say that. And let there be 12 basketfuls left over in my name. Amen. No, he doesn't do that. He gives thanks and then the miracle happens. He doesn't pray for the miracle. And he goes over and he's at, he's at Lazarus' tomb and he doesn't say, oh God. I pray in my name that you would bring Lazarus up out of the grave. He says, thank you, God, that you hear me. Thank you, God, for being God. Thank you, God, that I have this relationship. Thank you that I know where I stand with you. Thank you that you are in me and that I am doing your will. And thank, thank you, God. He doesn't pray for the miracle, but the miracle happens after he's thankful. And I think of how often in my own life, I mean, this is convicting to me, how often do I pray for the miracle before I'm truly thankful? I just, oh, I see a need, and we're all this way. We see a need. I see a need in someone's life. Oh, God, help them, help them, help them. Oh, God, this afternoon, people are going to be here. Oh, God, draw them up to the, to the altars this, to this afternoon. God, help us to speak in their lives. Oh, God, bring people, you know. You know. I've, been, that's why I, I've been praying that way till about Tuesday. And I got to reading that, and I thought, man, I think I'm going after this backwards. Two of the biggest miracles in the New Testament and it's followed by when Jesus was thankful. And I wonder if the church, us, me, was more thankful, then maybe miracles would follow. What if we, li what if we lived in thankfulness before we started asking? I think we usually ask first and then are thankful later. What if we were thankful first and then began to ask? That's why I wanted us to start this morning with telling people how thankful we are. 
how thankful we are. I didn't, I didn't make it around. I couldn't get everywhere. Those guys started singing too quick. I should have told you to wait. I made it over to this section, and I didn't even get everybody in that section. I would have stopped at my wife. She has stood by me in some dark, dark days, and my kids, my kids have seen their old dad, and I talked about it this morning. I, I've been in some dark days over this last year beyond a funk uh, sometimes I get in a funk but this was dark Cindy's folks stayed with me and friends stayed with me I'd have days I'd just be in my office and people would just come in and they said, I don't know why I came by today but the Lord told me to come by and those days just and you guys know who you are those days are days that I'm thankful for. I remember day Eric Yarnell walked to my office and I was just crying. And I apologized to him that he walked in on me on a day when I was just... I thank you for that. Brian Peck took me fishing back this spring made me go I didn't want to go because I don't like Brian (laughs) my wife made me go she said you need to go I didn't have time I needed to go that day thank you Thanks for letting me be your pastor and not giving up on me. I told my Sunday school class this morning, and I told the prime timers, I had a day last year, I had a week last year, and I came Sunday morning, it was Saturday night, and I didn't have anything to preach. And I was dry. There are many weeks this last year, not so much about, I'll tell you the Sunday, June 5th, God chained everything around for me and I I knew I was going to make it, but there was some dark days before then. And there was one particular day and I was, I had searched the scripture and I had been reading and it's Saturday night and I got nothing to preach and I, and Satan was there close and he said, you're done. There is no more in you. You're not going to be able to do this anymore. You're not going to be able to preach anymore. You're done. You can't even come up with something to preach on Sunday. You are done. And I believed it. And I was afraid because I thought, I'm going to have to go get a real job now. What am I going to do? I got no skills. No, I was, I mean, I really thought I was done as a pastor. I didn't think I had. I didn't think I had any more. Thank you, Ray. I didn't think I was going to be able to preach anymore. And I was just, Cindy wasn't home. 
And I was uh, in the living room. I was sitting in the short couch in the living room. And I prayed, God, I said, God, you're going you're gonna to have to do something in me because I'm, I don't have anything left. And I was sad and in a dark place. And I was in Psalms. And I had read and read and read. And I read one more chapter the same way. And the Holy Spirit moved in on me in that room. And I knocked out a sermon in about 30 minutes. And it was probably the happiest sermon I ever preached in my entire life. And it began to pull me out of that. Thank you. I wish I could go to each one of you and say what it means for you, what it means to me and Cindy that I get to be your pastor. It means a lot. And I want to tell you thank you this morning. And I want to live that way and I want us to live that way. And God has called us to be thankful and maybe if we were more thankful we would see more of God's moving and so this afternoon we've been praying for God to move but I I want us to go into this being thankful this afternoon be thankful for what you have be thankful that you get to be part of a church like this be thankful that God comes and moves I tell you what last Sunday I will never get over that day I will never forget them guys playing and people just allowing God to move and come down and praying, Holy Spirit breaking in on us. Be thankful that that happens. Be thankful that people are like, God's moving in me. I need to go. Be thankful for people like that. Be thankful for the people around you. Jesus wants you to know that God hears you. Jesus wants us to be thankful for what we have. Be thankful that you can go to God Almighty and be heard and believe that he does hear you. And I'm going to tell you, he does hear you. He does hear you. Even in the darkest time, he does hear you. And he is there. And before we can expect God to do anything, we have to be thankful. We have to live thankful. We have to pray thankful. And I wonder if we didn't see more, we would, if we wouldn't see more miracles, if we began, instead of asking, if we began being thankful first and then asking. Are you asking first and being thankful afterwards? Or are you thankful first and then asking? I want to challenge you this morning to be thankful. Be thankful. This afternoon, we have been ask, asking for God to come and move. I want you to be thankful that somebody made you feel welcome at church and that you're part of it now. I had a guy this morning that I know, you made feel welcome, and he said, I want to come and be a part of the rose. I was so glad. I hope you guys do that for somebody today. Live thankful. Live thankful I'm going to we're going to say prayer we're going to read the prayer of Jabez and you're going to be dismissed I'm going to ask those that would come and take a row this morning
this afternoon. If you'll just meet with me right here real quick right after church. I'm going to tell you what I want you to do. Everybody needs to be here by 1 o'clock. If you're going to work this afternoon, be here by 1 o'clock. Mark needs some more help. Uh, Parking, I think they've got everything else taken care of. Uh, If you want to be part of the prayer ministry, you can get a hold of uh, uh, Helen Letterman. Uh, They're going to be, I think, in a room praying if you'd like to be part of that. Uh, We need plenty of people to welcome people. We need whatever you can find to do will do, but I want to meet with just a few people right here. Are you living thankful? Live thankful. Live thankful. I want us to go. I want us to be that way today and then wait and see what God does this afternoon. Amen? Amen. Let's all stand. Let me pray for you today. Yes, sir. Tony asked me if we could have the cars that are in front of the old sanctuary on Okay. If your car is parked in front of the old sanctuary, uh, we need to we need to move those so we can. I think they're going to pull a truck in there or something. All right, uh, that's that's great. That's great. All right, let me pray. Let me pray for you, Lord. I am so thankful for this church, for these people, for what they have meant to my family over these last years. And Father, I'm just I'm overflowing this morning as I just look around the crowd and see folks and. Father, I thank you for them. I want to, Lord, help me live more thankfully. Father, help us today, Father, to be thankful. We want to give thanks for what you've given us. We want to use that to uh, minister to others. And so, Father, today I pray that your will would be done in the turkey giveaway. I pray that you would anoint every person that greets, that's in a row, that hands out a turkey, that uh, is praying, that is uh, parking, that is singing, whatever, Father. We want your anointing on this place today and pray that it would all go to your honor and glory. No matter how many come, if there's few or if there's a bunch, a bunch, Father, I pray that your will would be done today. Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all that you've done for us. Thank you mostly that your son died for us, our sins, Father. Thank you for what Jesus did. Jesus, thank you for what you've done. We love you. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's read this together. Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, and that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil. Amen. The Lord bless you. You are dismissed. Thank you for coming today.